There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat, or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. One church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. I'm ready to hear, then do your word, which I'm about to receive, which makes all things new in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, have your way. Your will be done. Speak to us now with clarity. Speak to us now, uh, Father, answering every prayer. We thank you that this atmosphere has already been seized, that this atmosphere has already been shifted for your glory. So we say take over. So we say, Holy Spirit, answer every prayer. Holy Spirit, remove every block, remove every passageway that is being blocked, remove every scale that would be on our eyes, on our ears, or any of our senses from receiving your word. Have your way tonight in Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. So I want to ask you this question. I want to ask you this question. I want to ask you this question because we are in week three of our series, All Things New. And I want to start with the question, are you good ground or no? No means no or not. Now, when we, answer, when we think of that question, most of us are going to probably answer in the affirmative. I'm good ground. But I want to walk you through something tonight that is going to pick us up from where we were on Sunday that's going to help you ensure that you don't just say this is going to be your best year, but you'll see it. So you don't just say this is going to be your best decade, but you'll see it. I need you to know you're sitting next to somebody that's going to have some results come December 31st. I need you to know you're sitting next to somebody, watch this, that they've already been through enough hell to get them ready for what God's ready to do this year. I need you to know you're sitting next to somebody, watch this, who just put a praise in advance for every month that's coming this year. And the Bible says in 2 Chronicles that their praise is a weapon. So 2 Corinthians 5.17 says this, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, so watch this, we already dropped the net, what does that mean? We already gave an opportunity for everybody in this building and online to come to Jesus. 
Jesus, which means everybody should be in the boat. Everybody should be caught by the net. So say, this applies to me. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, here's what I love about that. It doesn't pre-qualify you or disqualify you based on your background. That's good news because watch this. There are many people that will disqualify you because you've had some failures, because you've had some mistakes, because you've done some crazy stuff, because you've done some ratchet stuff. Listen, your neighbor looks good in church tonight, but let's tell the truth. There were some days. Come on, y'all. Let's talk. There were some days where if you knew some of the stuff, some of the people in your role were involved in, it might make you turn your head. But before you turn your head, remember what he brought you out of and remember what he brought you through. I need you to slap somebody a high five. Say, God's been working on me and the amazing thing about it is I may not be where I want to be but I can thank God that I'm not where I used to be I've been making progress and he does not disqualify me because of my mistakes he does not disqualify me because of my failures can we talk to them he does not mis- disqualify me because of how you screwed up God says if any man is in Christ he is a new creation This means you are no longer what you were. And this is the problem many Christians have is because we think Christianity is I simply slap a cross on top of my existing life. I slap a cross. This is what I'm going to do and now I go to church. And that's not Christianity. I want to push you tonight in biblical Christianity. Not American Christianity that has diluted itself to nothing more than a political expression that has no power. No. I'm talking about biblical Christianity. Biblical Christianity is the type of Christianity that makes you change how you talk. Makes you change how you walk. Makes you change how you treat people. Makes you change how you act with people. Makes you apologize when you knew you were wrong. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Biblical Christianity gives me power to to overcome power to do things that I never thought were possible so he says you are a new what creation say creation in other words everything about you should be new when I come to Christ but here's the trip it's a process he doesn't do it instantaneously he does it over time would you look at somebody next to you say he takes his time The reason he takes his time is because anything valuable, watch this, can't happen too fast because haste makes waste. I need you to get up off this microwave version of God where I said it on Sunday at 4. I should see it by Sunday at 4.15. I need you to understand that because your God likes excellence. Let's talk. Because your God likes quality. Sometimes he takes his time because he wants to make sure that where he takes you, you can stay. Let's talk. He wants to make sure that if he elevates you, you ain't going to fall. He wants to make sure you're not a shooting star because those fall fast. I need you to lay your hands on yourself and say, you're going to stay there when you get there. Uh-uh, you ain't saying it like you mean it. You ain't going to get out of debt and get back into debt, baby. You staying out. You ain't got out of a bad relationship to get back in a bad relationship. You staying out. You didn't get out of that mess to go back into it. Somebody holler, I'm staying out of it. Yeah, depression should have got you when it had you. This time you're staying out. Discouragement should have got you when it had you. This time you're staying out. So he says you are a new creation. So listen, don't ever call yourself, look at me, don't ever call, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. Stop. No, you're not. You are a new creation. Stop saying, I just screw up. No, you, watch me. No, you are not. You are a? Stop saying, I'm just a struggling single mama. Shut your mouth. No, you are not. I'm just a man that can't be faithful. Shut your mouth. No, 
You are not. Somebody holler, I'm new. Watch, the old has passed away. So with God, as far as God is concerned, it's past tense. As far as God is concerned, it is already transpired. Now, here's the deal. He sees you complete, but now you've got to walk out that process. So when he's talking to you, he's not talking to the you that's in process. He's talking to the you that's complete. See, your challenge is you think he's talking to you from where you're at now. Come on. He's talking to you from a place of completion. How do I know? Because the Bible says, watch this, that he does the ending before the beginning, which means God goes to the end, decides I win, and then I walk that thing back. So he says, the old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Say, I'm new. Now, one of the things that we talked about on Sunday that has passed away is your old character. Let me be clear with you. It says, has passed away. Now, here's what I need you to get. From God's perspective, it's done. From our perspective, it's in process. But let me, let me see if I can make it simple to you. Anybody got a washing machine at home? Now, here's the deal. You set it at the beginning, and when you set it, you have full belief it's going to make its way. Watch this. Through the shaking, through the spinning, watch this, through having to seemingly start over this time with cold water, you'll catch it in a minute, it's got to go through process, but as far as you are concerned, watch this, I've already set it to complete. And I need some of you watch this to realize if you still got a pulse, God still has a plan. I need some of you watch this. God says, I know it's spinning, baby. That's just part of the process. I know it's cold and you feel alone, but that's just part of the process. So part of the old that's passed away is your old character. And your character is your distinct mental and moral quality. See, reputation is who people think you are and character is who you are. You could have a great rep but have bad character. You could have, watch this, great character and have a bad rep. Never let the word on the street determine what you believe about you. I'm going to say that again. Uh, we see the differentiation between character and reputation when Jesus asks his guys a question. He says, who do men say that I am? Stop. He says, what's my reputation? Then he asks them, no, who do you say that I am? And Peter, he answers, he says, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God, God in the flesh, he says. In other words, he says, I checked my reputation, watch this, not because I cared what they thought. I checked my reputation to make sure the people around me knew my character. The saddest thing you're going to encounter in life is people around you, watch this, that don't get you. Let's talk. That's one of the saddest things you're going to encounter in life is people around you, watch this, that all they know of you is your reputation. They never, ever learned your character, which is why they have the audacity to accuse you of something that you sat up and said, I'll do, who the... Y'all ain't gonna talk to me. Y'all ain't gonna talk to me. I wish you would sit next to somebody that could be honest, that had people around them for years that all they knew was their reputation but never ever experienced their character. Jesus said, I'm not asking because I care what they think. He said, I'm asking because I need to make sure that if you're going to be around me, you know who you're dealing with. And in this year of your life, in this decade of your life, you need people that know your character, watch me, and match it. In other words, watch this. These are not sloppy, lying, half-butt. Y'all ain't talking to me. You need some people in your life that are going to call you to the carpet when you're wrong, that are going to call you to the carpet when you ain't doing right. And you need to have, watch this, you need to be mature enough to not get an attitude with the people that love you enough to call out your character flaws.
Slap somebody a high five. Say, let them call you out. Let them call you out. Let me tell you who hates you. The people who watch you do crazy stuff and don't know say nothing to you. The people that love you will look at your character flaws and say, man, you out of line. Girl, you out of line. Bro, you better get it together. But in America, you don't want that type of love. In America, you'd rather be lied to to get likes. And I need you to lift your hands and say, Lord, make my character greater than my reputation. So watch, so watch, so watch. You ready? Character is who you really are. And the progress that God uses to make our character, we looked at in Sunday, is found in Romans chapter 5, verse 3. It says, not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings. Let's be clear on what suffering is. Uh, suffering is a conflict between two options. Suffering, uh, watch this, is also defined as tribulation. This means I'm coping with internal pressure that causes me to feel restricted. The restriction is I only have two options and, and both of them seem bad. I only have three options and all of them seemingly, I'm doggone if I do. Doggone if I don't. I wish you were sitting next to somebody that could be honest. But watch this. Coping with that internal pressure is a trip. Watch this. Because you'll lose sleep over, watch this, trying to make a decision. You won't eat trying to make a decision. You, you, you will eat too much because you're trying to make a decision. And I need you to know, watch this. God's bringing clarity to your decisions this year. Please release this over your life. Say, I'm going to see clearly. Because the reality is, is that you don't need clarity. You need courage. So to see clearly, he's got to make you bold. and creative, strong, and courageous. If you're like, what are they talking about? Go back, look at the rest of the series. So suffering, what does this mean? Suffering. God says, that conflict in you, he says, that produces endurance. And watch this. Endurance isn't just lasting. Endurance is lasting. Watch me under pressure. Woo! Let's talk. Endurance it's not just la anybody can lay on a, on, a, on a bench where you're supposed to be doing a, a, a bench press with no weight. Watch this. Here's endurance. You got a bunch of weight on you. Everybody else left the gym. Everybody else turned the lights out. Watch this. But you have a goal in mind that says even though I'm in pain, I got to persist because I haven't gotten to my goal yet. I need you to know you ain't sitting next to no punk. I need you to know you sitting next to somebody that's got endurance. What's a punk? One that runs, one that gives up because passive aggressive is easier than being grown. You talk about it to somebody else that don't have the power to change it. Watch. You hear? I said you hear? Say endurance. He says this suffering, this internal conflict, that's tribulation, it produces endurance. You learn how to last and last, watch this, under pressure. You learn how to last in pain. Here's the real test, watch this, of any person's leadership is can they do it and bleed and clean up their own blood at the same time? Because watch this, I need you to know, watch this, I need you to know that you've got some miracles on your road. I need you to know that they've had to, watch this, they've had to be mama and business owner and this and that and that and not just, they had to go clean up their own blood from the knives that were in their back. 
That's proof that, watch this, that God's going to do something amazing in you and through you. For everybody that ever had to do what I just said, release a praise right there. Go. Yeah. What were you showing? You were showing you have shout endurance. Shout it again, endurance. Suffering produces endurance. You trying to grow it while they trying to kill it. You trying to make it happen while they trying to shut it down. Are you ready? So God says, I saw you go through that. And God says, the reason I didn't take the weight is because you needed the strength. Because what you're walking into requires you to be a stronger you. So here's the thing about becoming a new creation. He's always making you new. Always making you new. Always making you new. So the Thursday me is going to be a new me. The Friday me is going to be a new me. That's the upgraded version of the Thursday me. Somebody say, he makes me new. You ready? Now, let's go further. He says, produces endurance. Verse 4, and endurance produces character. Come on, verse 4. Endurance produces what? Character. Say character. That's who you really are. Question is, can you outlast the internal pressure to make a decision that's not right? I'm going to say it again. Can you outlast the internal pressure to make a decision that's not right? See, it's easy. Watch this. It's easy to say you have great character when you have no options. So a lot of people say, you know what? I've just been faithful. Then nobody wants you. Right? So, so if you weren't propositioned, you don't know if your character would have stand, stood up. And I'm not talking about you, don't know about you, just follow the point, okay? All right, all right, you're beautiful, you're amazing, you're handsome, you're great, you're incredible. Look at him, just say, you're incredible! Say, but were you, say this, but were you enticed? Because you don't know what your character is until you're given options. Watch me, you don't know who you're loyal to until the opportunity to be disloyal arises. Let me tell you what 2019 did. I hope you got the lesson. It showed you everybody around you so that you didn't walk into 2020 looking confused. Everybody did what they had to do. And watch this. God forced them to show their hand fast. Because he said, I'm not even going to let them waste your time in a new year. Waste your time in a new decade. He forced them to have diarrhea of the mouth. So they just kept talking, talking, talking. And you just sitting back listening saying, wow, this is how you, how you really feel. Thank you. I'm going to need that seat up off of you. Look, character. Who are you really? Are you a liar? Are you an entitled person? Who thinks because you're born somebody's supposed to listen to you? Are you a person with no fruit who likes to tell everybody what they should do? I'm just asking questions. What's your character? Does everybody know you're lying because you're talking? Do people not want to deal with you because your arrogance is such a stench that it's easier to just not deal with you? Are you so delusional in your own mess that it's easier to just watch you die in your delusion? then risk the fight to save you because you don't want to be saved. 
Because the neighbor said, who are you? Ask him, who are you? Who are you? And see, watch this. If they didn't ask you, that's a revealer of character. I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Who are you? Not, not who people say you are. Who are you? Watch it. Let me ask you a question. Who would Jesus say you are? Oh, it's quiet in the church. Say, Lord, make my character right this year. Come on, y'all. Say, Lord, make my character right this year. Because it doesn't matter if you got a lot of money, but nobody can trust what comes out of your mouth. We've learned that success don't mean character. We've learned that because you got a show that says you're successful, doesn't mean that you know how to run nothing. And endurance produces character. And character produces hope. Stop. Your hope is tied to your character. Which means you will find it very difficult to believe anything good when your character's bad. See, to the pure, everything is pure. To the defiled and unbelieving, everything is defiled. So some of you, you always find fault with everybody but you. Everybody else is the problem, but you. You know exactly how everything's supposed to be run, but you can't run your own life. Come on, this is Wednesday. Come on, y'all, let's mature. Say, Lord, make my character right this year. Come on, come on. Because watch this. If your character is not right, I don't care what you conquer, you will lose it. Are y'all hearing me tonight? I, character produces hope. So, watch this. My hope is connected to my character. And my hope impacts my faith. Why? Because now faith is the substance of things. Hope for the evidence of things not seen. Which means, follow it. Suffering produces endurance. Endurance produces character. Character produces hope. Hope impacts my faith. So, no wonder you struggle with doubt. It's not because he can't be trusted. Somebody in your seat. Can I prove it to you? For some of us, our greatest frustration with people in the past was that we expected us out of them. Right? Not like we were thinking, you know, no, this is like, it's like, well, I, I meant what I said when I said it. I thought you meant what you said when you said it. Got it? So that's how it works. So check this out. So then you expect, you ready? You expect out of God what you expect out of you. So if you're extra emotional, you think he's sitting up in heaven crying too. I don't Okay, y'all ready? Let's move. Say, Lord, make my character right this year. Say, I want results this year. So in Daniel 30 and 30, we looked at three guys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And the Bible says in Daniel 3.30, I told you the story, right? 
King Nebuchadnezzar, he puts them <clears throat> into, uh, he throws them into the fiery furnace because King Nebuchadnezzar says, every time the music plays, you need to bow down and worship this golden image of me. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, we are not going to bow down and worship this image of you, king. Put it up. We're not going to bow down and worship this image of you, king. Leave the verse right there, Daniel 3.30. Just leave that one right there. Um, uh, we're not going to bow down and worship you. I know y'all were tracking with me. Just, just leave that one now. Um, we're not going to bow down and worship this image of you, king, um, because worship is something reserved for God. And we understand that you believe, according to Babylonian law, that you are God, but we're not Babylonian. <laughs> Lay your hands on yourself. Say, I'm not from here. Where am I from, Bishop? Jeremiah chapter 1. Before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. Which means you were sent to the earth to solve a problem, but you're not from the earth. You got that? Okay, which means I appreciate your natural man-made stuff. That's amazing. But the law of the kingdom trumps and supersedes and exceeds whatever it is that man says. So man may say, get all you can, can all you get, but the word says, give. Come on here. And it shall be given unto you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. So I've got to decide which system I'm going to go with. And so Nebuchadnezzar's name, his name means protect my child. Here's what I love about God, is that even your enemies are set up to bless you because God is playing chess with himself. Nebuchadnezzar's name means protect my children. So even though, watch this, he was putting pressure on God's people, he was really being used to protect God's people. And I need some of you, watch this, to stop being so mad at your enemies and actually start celebrating the fact you got some. Why should I celebrate that? Because that must mean I'm a threat. That must mean I'm making progress. That must mean, listen, the devil does not oppose something that is, he's part of. He does not come against something that he's involved with. So if I don't have any opposition, I must be on his team. Got it? All right, so listen, so listen. So, so they're like, so, so King, uh, King Nebuchadnezzar, we will not bow. Um. And our God whom we serve, y'all can go ahead and put it up, our God whom we serve, he's able to deliver us. But, oh, king, even if he doesn't, touch your neighbor and say, even if he doesn't, here's real character. I said what I said, even if it cost me you. A character. Can we be honest? Can we have an honest chat? I only need six more minutes. Can we have an honest chat? Most of our character changes with the circumstances. So you came into this year, uh uh, I ain't taking no mess. I ain't doing this. I ain't doing this. I ain't doing this. I ain't doing this. It's day 22. And you are literally negotiating things you said were non-negotiables. Can we be honest tonight? Here's character. Watch this. Watch this. We have no need to answer you in this matter. Next verse. Now they could have got, you know, knocked down right there. They're talking to the king. Watch this. If this be so, if what be so, if you throw us in the fiery furnace, our God is what? 
Shout Abel. Abel. I said, shout it. Now say it loud. Abel. Says, he can do it. He's going to deliver us from the burning fire furnace. And watch this, King. And not just your furnace. King, he's above you too. Release this over your life. Say, I know the owner. <laughs> Which means, King, King, don't get it twisted. The throne you own, he gave it to you. You got to be careful when you start stepping on folk because you might step on somebody that God's hand is on. He says, and he will deliver us out of your hand. Watch this. Oh, king, look at me. What did they do? They kept their honor. Woo! See, real character means even if I disagree, I don't dishonor the position you hold. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me tonight. Because for many Americans, if you disagree, you get disrespectful. Next verse. It, it says this. But if he doesn't. Now, we're about to check the room. These three boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, if he doesn't do it for us, king, I just need you to know, we will not serve your gods. Babylon means confusion. He says, you don't even know what you worship. You know, the saddest thing is to watch a Christian get played by a Babylonian. Uh-uh, let me back that thing up because I didn't, I didn't hear the saddest thing is to see a Christian get played by somebody that don't even know what they believe. And you let their doubt now reign on your belief. Okay, let's move. I, 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 okay, Y'all still here? I need y'all not to be this quiet on a message like this. this is, we will not serve your gods or worship the golden image you set up. Let me check the room. How many people in the room, here's where you are with God. God You've proven yourself so faithful to me that even if you don't do what I've asked you to do, I got to trust that you said no for a reason, and I'm good with that. On the count of three, if you're there, I need your praise to reflect that. One, two, three, go. I need your praise to reflect that in this building and online. I'm good. Even if you don't, even if you say no, even if you say I can't have it, everybody say, Lord, I'm good. So let's finish. So they get thrown into the fire. When they get thrown into the fire, um, the king looks because he can see into the furnace. And the king looks and the king says to them, he says, hey, 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 hey. He says, didn't we put three boys in there? They said, yes, sir, we did. He said, well, tell me why I see four, not four. Oh, why do I see four? Watch me. And, and watch me. Here's what the king says. And here's what's really ticking me off. And they're not hurt. I need you to realize this. Watch this. I need you to realize this. What was trying to hurt you is actually what helped you. I'm going to say it again. What was trying to hurt you is actually what helped you. And can I tell you what makes your enemies really mad with you? Is that, watch this, that they shot their best shot and you steal. They gave their best lie and you steal. I need you to slap somebody high five on your own say, and you still standing. Say, and it's about to get better. So let me finish. He says, he says, they're not hurt. He says, and the fourth guy, he don't look like these other three. The fourth guy looks like this other guy 
Matter of fact, he looks like he's a son of the God. Stop. Nebuchadnezzar, when in the world did you ever see what a son of the gods looks like? In other words, watch this. The way you handle your suffering is about to get some others saved. Let me give y'all a chance to respond. The way you handle your suffering is about to get some other people saved. All right? I'm going to try over here. The way you handle your suffering is about to get your whole family saved. Let me try the middle. The way you handle your suffering is going to get your mama, your cousin, your uncle, your auntie, your niece, your everybody saved. Because what is he confessing? He's confessing their God. How do you know? Look at the next verse. The next verse says, then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the door of the burning fire furnace. He got up off the throne to come see them. Say, kings are coming to see me. Please say what I ask you to say. Matthew 18, 19, wherever two or three touch agreeing on anything, it shall be done for them. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. Please say this. Say, people with power are coming to see me. Release this. For my business owners, say, watch this, watch this. Say, my biggest client is coming to get me. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. I, I, watch this. When the kingdom is first and these things shall be added unto you, which means I don't chase it. It comes to get me. Watch me. They kept the kingdom first. So what happened? The king came to see them. He declared Shadrach. Meshach and Abednego, watch this. Watch your salvation. Servants of the Most High God. A few verses earlier, he said he was God. But he sees how they handle their suffering. And he says, mm -mm, your God must be God. See, let me tell you why God wouldn't let you clap back. Look at me. Because he needed you not to offend them so they wouldn't get saved. Let me get in some of y'all's business. Because some of y'all, you were ready to respond and let them have it. I know what I'm talking about. But God said, don't say nothing. Because I'm about to do something right in front of their face. And they're going to have to come back to you and say, your God is God. Look, he says, come out and come here. Look, he put them in the fire. What does he do? He calls them out of the fire. And he says, come here. Say, I'm being summoned. To the future. Let's go. Let's go. Come on. Say this, please. Say, I'm being summoned to greatness. He says, y'all come out and come here. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out from the fire. Say, they came out from the fire. Say it again. Say, they came out from the fire. And look at this next part. Look at this next part. Can we just, can I read it to you real fast? Then the satraps, the prefects, the governors, and the king's council gathered together and saw that the fire had not had any power over them. The hair, their hairs wasn't singed. Their cloaks weren't harmed. They didn't smell like fire. What's amazing is that all of the stinky stuff you've been through, what's amazing is you still nice. What's amazing is that you still have a good attitude despite all of the ratchet. And God's about to reward you keeping your character. I need everybody in this building and online to throw your hands up and say, Miss Reward Time. Look, and no smell of fire had come upon them. Go to the next verse. 
It says this. Come on, go to the next verse for me, please. Nebuchadnezzar answered and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who sent his angel and delivered his servants, who trusted in him and set aside the king's command and yielded up their bodies rather than serve and worship any god except their own god. I'm going to ask you a question. Who's, watch this. Who's your golden statue? What's your golden statue? What do you exchange your character for? Where do you compromise your character? Ooh, it's quiet. See, they were rewarded because they kept their character. Y'all hear? Here's the deal. Had they not done this, watch this. What happens if their character breaks when they're going into the fire? Then all of a sudden, the fire takes them out. Instead, the fire preserves them because they keep their character. Which means, watch this, not perfection, just right. What does that mean? What's good character? When I make a mistake, I fix it. Y'all still here? So go to the next verse. Next verse says, therefore, I make a decree. And so he goes on there. He says, y'all can't come against their God. We're going to kill you. Go to the next verse. This is what I want to get. He says, so the king promoted Daniel 3 and 30. So the king promoted who? Come on, it's on the screen. Where? Right in the midst of confusion. Right in the province. Watch this. That was supposed to be the end. It becomes a place where all things are new. Because of what? Their character. So there's four types of character. And I'm going to give them to you. Matthew 13. We're going to get through these real fast. Say four types of character. I want you to find where you're at in these four. So I've been talking. We're going to shout in a minute, but I've just been talking. So I want to make sure that you get this tonight because I think this is one of those messages where it makes us look at ourselves, and that's good. Like, many people don't like being alone because it makes them deal with themselves. And I need you to lay your hands on yourself and say, I love me. But watch this. But if you see yourself with bad character, even you won't want to be around you. So I need you to release this over your life again. Say, I really love me. So hear the parable of the sower. Uh, 19. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. Heart and Bible means mind. This is what was sown along the path. So here's the first type of character, sown along the path. What do you mean this is a type of character? Jesus was talking about when the word is spoken or given to people, this is how they respond. But the response indicates their character. So look, he says they didn't understand it. So this is a character that won't ask questions. Okay. This is a character that doesn't get clarity. They make assumptions. Y'all still here? He says the evil one comes and snatch and doesn't understand it. The evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown. What does that mean? So there's somebody in their life that comes and pounces on their lack of clarity. You got that? There's somebody in their life that, watch this, comes and takes advantage of the fact that they're confused. Y'all still here? This is what was sown, what? Along the path. So question, will you be quiet or will you ask questions? 
Do you make assumptions or do you get clarity? Because some character flaws and defects come because arrogance keeps us silent. I don't want to sound stupid. So you'd rather look it? Mm -mm, don't even clean that up. Leave that right there. All right, here's the next type of character. Y'all ready? Okay, now I want you to find yourself in this. Because the question of the message is, are you good ground or not? All right, verse 20. <clears throat> As for what was sown on, here's the next, rocky ground. So the first one was along the path. Okay, that character type is almost transient in nature. It's just kind of just... No focus, no agenda. He said, wherever the path takes me, baby, you better get some instructions and directions. You don't have time to waste because you don't have clarity about where you're going. So, rocky ground. This is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with what? Joy. Coming to America, said, joy. And then Prince Prince stood up and said, I'm very happy to be here. Somebody holler joy. joy. All right, watch this. This is one who hears the word and receives it with joy. Watch 21. But he has no root in himself. Got it? So he endures. Endurance produces character. He endures for a little bit. He come to church for four weeks. Four years. 14 years. He endures for a while. But when tribulation, what is that? When he has to cope with the internal pressure between multiple choices or when people start talking about him, he falls away. This is a character that's not rooted. This is a character that's not rooted. Say, Lord, root me this year. So I got to be rooted in God, but then I got to be rooted in the house of God God set me in. I got to have roots. So that, watch this, when the storm comes, I'm rooted. You see what I'm saying? Say, say I got to be rooted. He says, there's no root in him. He says, he just sways anyway that the wind blows. He just, he just you know, and the moment he got to make a tough choice, he can't endure it. The moment he gets persecuted, he can't endure it. So here's your prayer. Say, Lord, give me endurance to outlast tribulation and persecution. So that's rocky ground. Here's the third type of character. Y'all with me? Y'all sure? 22. That's what was sown among thorns. The third is sown among thorns. First, sown along the path. Two, rocky ground. Three, sown among thorns. This is the one that hears the word. But the cares of the world, look at me, because I'm about to say something that you might not like, and I want you to know in advance that I don't care. <laughs> My job is to preach the word. And, and, and so the word's job is not to just give us comfort, it's to bring conflict where there needs to be change. That's why Jesus said, I came and bring a sword, not peace. Got it? So I would be irresponsible if I only said what you wanted to hear and what made you shout. And because I got to stand in front of him one day, I'm not going to stand in front of him and say, well, Lord, I didn't say nothing that you actually said because I valued their shout more than their results. Because I just want you to know that about your pastor in advance, okay? 
All right, you ready? <laughs> you ready? Clean this up. Come on, let's clean this up. All right, he says, he says, the cares of the world. Say cares of the world. Here's the thing. God says, you have a practice of putting everything else before the kingdom. Your plan has become more important than his. Your family has become more important than his word. Your kids have become more important than what he said. So the cares of the world, watch this, and the deceitfulness of riches. God, I can't put you first because I'm making money. God, what I got going on is more important than what you got going on. I will get to you when I get to you, God. He knows my. Ooh, some of y'all's faces. It's tight. But it's still right. He says it chokes the word. So you hear it. But all of this other stuff makes it so that you never even acted like you heard it. Can we be honest? We all have had. Come on, I'll start. I'll be the first. Come on, I'll be the first. <laughs> all right. That's too sad. Brighten it up. Because we got one more to shout one. Um, and then it proves what? Unfruitful. So you have no results from it. He says, so you heard the word. He says, but you don't see any fruit of it. And you'll blame God. You might blame your pastor. You say, that prophetic word didn't come to pass. Mm-mm, because you let it be choked out. Because everything else was more important. What does this character do? This character, watch this. This character doesn't know how to prioritize. So this character's priorities are out of order. And when your priorities are out of order, watch this, what you produce will be out of order. Y'all hear? Let's pray this. Come on, y'all. Say, Lord, make my character produce. Here's the last one. And this is what your row is. Okay, no faith. Here's the last one, and this is what your row is. <laughs> I'm going to try this one more time. Here's the last one, and this is what your row is. All right. So then there's one that's sown on good soil or good ground. They hear it. They understand it. They bear fruit. Watch me. And they yield. Oh. Good character bears fruit. What fruit? The fruit of the Spirit. Galatians 5.22. What's this? Love. Good character produces love. You cannot tell when you have good character and you're a hater. Good character produces joy. Watch this. You can't tell when you got great character and you are literally meaner than a junkyard dog. And I'm not saying mean because you're firm. I'm saying mean because you mean. See, some, some of y'all confuse firm with mean. Because you're used to everybody being a noodle. That's not mean. I didn't like the way she said it. That was mean. No, you don't listen. So she needed to say it that way. All right, let's move. All right. 
Watch this. Here's the next thing. Galatians 5.22. Watch this. I'm just going to read it to you. Peace. You cannot say you have good character and you cause chaos. You are literally the source of drama in your department. Forbearance, which is patience. So this is part of character. Patience isn't waiting. It's how you act while you wait. Kindness. Touch your neighbor. Say, be nice. Say, be kind. Like, literally. Have you ever looked at somebody? Watch this. That didn't know you and they look, they look was attitude? All right, let's move. Goodness. Say, Lord, give me goodness. Faithfulness. Say, Lord, make me faithful. Gentleness. Say, Lord, make me gentle. And then lastly, watch this. Watch this. Self-control. I couldn't help myself. That's a character flaw. I just, I just couldn't stop. The other day, can, can I, can I, the other day, I was, um, I was, I was frustrated about something. Y'all know, I only eat after six. Right? That's how I lost 95 pounds. I'm like, I am sick. And I was, um, so frustrated. I said to myself, I'm finna eat. I don't like the judgment in the room. <laughs> eating helps us you know it's like a coping mechanism don't y'all look at me because some of y'all don't use food but you trying to judge your pastor all I did was have an extra loaf of white bread you no, I'm, just I'm, just I'm just messing I'm just messing I'm just joking so I literally, so I got in the car. I said, nah, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna eat. I said, because I'm just I'm gonna eat. And and I said to myself, okay, really? You calm down, everything's good, you're gonna be alright. And I didn't eat. Now, he said, Bishop, why are you telling me that story? Because while it's small. That's how God builds our character. Look at me. You wanted to call her and cuss her out. Instead, you typed it and then deleted it. Progress. Some of y'all can't be real with me. You wanted to run back to the relationship God delivered you from. And as you were setting yourself up to make contact, said, mm -mm. somebody said, Lord, give me self-control. Say, give me self-discipline. So he says he bears fruit, and here's the deal. And he yields. Let's go back to Matthew 18, uh, Matthew 13. Say, and yields. He says, and he yields. What does this mean? He produces. So character produces progress. Let's go. Say, my character will produce progress. Say, my character will produce progress. Say it for me a third time. Say, my character will produce progress. Say it to me one more time. Say, my character will produce progress. So look at the end of verse 23. He indeed bears fruit and yields. In one case, 
hundred fold. One case, sixty fold. In another, thirty fold. Look at me. How are you going to see results this year in this decade? It's going to start with your character. So everybody stand. Did you get this? It's kind of like it was a little mixture of like Dimetap and Robitussin. Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, and at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God, and they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means. That not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father... In the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word decision to the phone number 59769. And when you do, I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and, and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat. Or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. 
One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.